Uh, it's a new series that we, we're going to be looking at over these uh, next few weeks. And uh, I'll say a few uh, things about Nehemiah just to introduce it to us. Just, I'm going to read just chapter one today. Nehemiah's prayer. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah. In the month of Kislev, in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hanani, one of my brothers came from Judah with some other men, and I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that had survived the exile, and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, those who survived the exile are back in the province, are in great trouble and disgrace. The walls of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gates have been burned with fire. When I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Then I said, Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments, let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants. The people of Israel, I confess the sins of we Israelites, including myself and my father's family, have committed against you. We have acted very wickedly towards you. We have not obeyed the commands, the decrees and the laws uh, that you gave your servant Moses. Remember the instruction that you gave your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even your exiled people are at the farthest horizon. I will gather them from there and bring them to the place that I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. And they are your servants and your people, whom you redeemed by your great strength and your mighty hand. Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of this, your servant, and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today, granting him favour in the presence of this man. I was the cupbearer to the king. Amen. Amen. Well, as you know, it is the new year. And uh, I want to sort of uh, ask you um, a question. Because I had an email from a friend of mine who actually just said um, some of the news about their family. And they said that they were starting a reading plan. Now, a reading plan for the Bible, there are all sorts of things out there on the internet which you can download. And he actually just said, I've just discovered this. And I want to ask you a question because there are questions being asked and it's in the Christian Premier magazine and it's being talked about in churches today. And I want to ask you, and I'm asking myself the same question, and it's this. Am I a verse Christian? Am I a chapter Christian or am I a book Christian as I was speaking with someone just this morning before the before the beginning of the service someone said to me oh I've just been scrolling through my app 
and I've got the whole Bible. And I, and I almost felt like saying to this person, well, have you read the whole Bible this morning? Because, I mean, that's tremendous if you had done that. But I want to invite you today, and I'm challenging myself this year in 2019, and only you can answer this question. Are you a verse Christian? Are you the sort of person who wants to go to those verses that you know of and you can remember? Or are you someone who is going to say, I want to actually just start reading the Bible by chapters? And I want to encourage you because I believe there's one thing that this church needs. And we are, as one of our vision statements is, is that we want to learn from Scripture. And I want to encourage you this year to set aside time to read God's Word, to enjoy reading God's Word. And that's something that I want to develop as we go through uh, this season of prayer. I've said a little while ago that this year is to be a year of prayer for us as a church. And you could say, well, Ian, that's nothing new. But I believe we need to go deeper with God and with his spirit. And I, and I firmly believe that in this church, God is moving and working. We're just starting Alpha uh, this week as Brian prayed today this is a unique opportunity to invite people to come it's just one way but it's a way of just saying look we want to open up our home and to have people around for a meal and to be able to think about Jesus Christ and I want to challenge us and myself too as the minister here of Milford Baptist Church to just open up Four simple thoughts for you this morning from Nehemiah. If you have a Bible with you, you can look at uh, this chapter with me or try and look at it on your app if you've got one that works in the church. I'm not quite too sure how that works with us. But if you would like to just listen very carefully and we will go through this and just look at four simple thoughts from chapter one of Nehemiah. Nehemiah cared enough to ask questions. We read that he was in the citadel of Susa. Now, it's about the spring of about, sorry, 445 BC. Now, he, as we know, right at the very end, he says, I am a cup bearer to the king. But he dared to ask questions of people that he knew in Jerusalem, which was probably about 900 miles away, because he was in Persia at the time. But... He says in verse 2, I questioned them. These people who came to talk about the ruined city. Some of you may well know that Nehemiah was written by Ezra. And there's some discussion as to whether it was actually should be Ezra 1 and Ezra 2. So it's a completion of Ezra 1. I hope you followed that. So the idea being that Ezra had gone to actually to start the rebuilding of Jerusalem, but he was halted by the king because there were some quarrels going on in, at that time. But now we see that Nehemiah, who is living in a very palatial place, he's very affluent, he has access to the king. But he wants to ask questions not about the walls of Jerusalem because he hears that people are troubled and in disgrace. We read that in verse 3. There was a sense in Jerusalem of there being a time of insecurity, economic deprivation and also people who were depressed. And we read that Nehemiah cared enough 
to ask questions. Nehemiah, I believe, was a man who of compassion, but also he was a man of action. And in future weeks, we'll be exploring the whole story in the book of Nehemiah. Please don't let me hold you back. After today, if you would like to go ahead and read the whole book, then please do that. And maybe we could be a church that could read the Bible chapter before we come to church. There's a challenge for you and for me. The first point this morning is that Nehemiah cared enough to ask questions. Then we come to Nehemiah in verse 4. He said, when I heard these things, this news about what was going on in Jerusalem, he has a different posture. He's no longer serving the king because he had to sample things before the king ate things. We now read that he sat down and he wept for some days. Some people think it was several, 12 days, but he mourned and he fasted. And in the ancient Near East, it was the culture then to have big, long, lavish meals. But we read that Nehemiah had enough care to go and weep. I don't know about you, but um, a few years ago, or a year or so ago, um, I was so embarrassed to stand up in front of you when I was inducted as the minister of Milford Baptist Church. But I want you to know that those were tears when I was welcomed into this church as the minister of Milford Baptist Church. That was the gravity. That was me working out. Do you know what, Ian? You've been called to serve here at the Milford Baptist Church and to listen to God, to move the congregation forward. So that, as I said last week, so that we are no longer on the other side of the Jordan, but we are passing through with God's help. But we read that Nehemiah, even though he was a long way off, he actually wept, he fasted, and he addressed the God of heaven, the God of heaven. And at that time, it was very often used, the God of heaven, to describe God. So that term was actually used by the Persians. But Richard Foster, who wrote a very famous, iconic book called The Celebration of Discipline, he wrote a larger tome on the book of prayer. And I want to read out a quote that he said, as best I can discern, this is Richard Foster, as best as I can discern, tears are God's way of helping us descend with the mind into the heart and there bow in perpetual adoration and worship. What a place to be found this morning, at the start of this new year, to be thinking about Nehemiah caring enough to ask questions. That Nehemiah was someone who cared enough to weep. And as we look to this year, he was a man of prayer, Nehemiah. He cared enough to pray, verses 5 through to 10. He describes God as an awesome God. He knew the power of God this holy, majestic God, the sovereign, loving, faithful God. And in verse 6, we read that he actually prayed day and night. Nehemiah moved, I believed, into the presence of God. And he was reminded, he says, we have not obeyed God's commands. And he remembers that old Mosaic law. If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. 
But in verse 9 we read, But if you return to me and obey my commands, here is the good news. Nehemiah found himself fortified, I believe, by the faithfulness of a loving God who would never let him down. So here we have the first of nine prayers in Nehemiah. The first of nine prayers. And as you read through Nehemiah, you can begin to pick them up. And John Bunyan said, He knew the Lord is always more eager to forgive our sins than we are to confess them. I want to encourage us today to be real with one another. To say, do you know what? I've made mistakes. I've made mistakes. I'm not happy. I've been on my knees in prayer to the Lord, asking him to forgive me. There are things maybe I should have done. There are things maybe I should have done that I maybe haven't done. I've had to come to God this morning and to confess before him, the living God, before I can stand up before you today and to preach this word this morning to you. It is my prayer, like Nehemiah, as we come to the end of this few thoughts this morning, Nehemiah cared enough to volunteer. We have this man who was working for the king. And if you have got a Bible in front of you, verse 11 is just so vital to, to understand this, that Nehemiah was a servant of the king. But yet he realised that this king was just a man. And he went and he actually asked to go and rebuild the city of Jerusalem. And I just want to encourage you today as we look forward to this new year and all that God has for us, as we set our eyes and our hearts in a direction that says, a bit like Nehemiah, here I am. At the end of this service, if you'd like to come forward for prayer, then please do so. Then we've got Nicola, sorry, I rephrased that. We've actually got Carola and we've got Liz, who will be more than willing to pray with you. Sometimes the Lord lays things on my heart. And I just want to end with this. It was something that I wrote down after a communion service back on the uh, Wednesday, the 21st of November. And I've been praying when I should share this with you. Because hurt people hurt people in churches. And I want to share on, openly and honestly with you today, as the minister of Milford Baptist Church, I've received this word, and I said that our theme verse for this year is going to be Romans chapter 12 and verse 12, and that as we enter nationally, globally into this new year, I have been praying this prayer, and I wrote this out following a uh, retreat that I was at, um, and some of you will know uh, that Diane and I went away. And I've entitled this, Be With God. This might be a word for you today. I want you to receive it. I'm still meditating and working it out in my life, but I want to, to share it with you because this could be a word for you as we all go into... 2019 the Lord says delight in him and serve him with a whole heart God has a plan 
that will draw you closer to him. So you can reach a hurting world where there is healing for you and for others. Isn't that wonderful news that we have the good news that we can share with people that we have been brought to that place this morning where we recognise Jesus as our Lord. As we commit ourselves to reading God's word, to praying for one another, as we want to learn again from Nehemiah to be people who will be caring to ask questions, being caring enough to weep together. Also to be like Nehemiah, caring enough to pray for one another. And finally, be like Nehemiah, to actually be people who will volunteer. We have such a wonderful church here. We've got toddlers. We've actually got Friendship Club. We've got the nursery. We've got the Bowls Club. We've got other activities thinking about starting up here. Please do not hold back. If you feel that you are called by God to start a new work up here, please come and see either me or a member of the CLT because we want to be salt and light in Milford. And that's the commitment that we want to make today. We want to ask him to lead us on by his spirit and by his word. Amen. Amen. Let us stand to sing our final um, hymn. Lord of the Church.